Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome to episode three of The Social Circus. My name is Sarah T and I am your host. And today I'm excited to be joined by my very first guest. Um, I'm pleased to introduce the fabulous Amanda Kendall. Thank you, Sarah. I'm very excited to be the first guest. So thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. I have to say I've had a girl crush on you for quite a long time. Um, I've followed your podcast and I follow you on Instagram and I absolutely love what you do. And I was pretty thrilled last year to have you as my lecturer while I was completing my master's degree and I got to learn social media analysis from you. Well, you were also a great student. I have to confess that now, oh. but it was a it was a really fun unit. So oh, yeah, I'm glad you could you. be there. <laughs> um, I do love I love that um, component of what we got to enjoy, which is that intellectual discussion in academia and chatting about some really fun and hot topics in social media. So that is one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on my podcast today. Well, I'm very excited to be here, and I can't wait to awesome. talk more about podcasts. So yeah, <laughs> brilliant. So for people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and also your background in terms of digital, because you've been around for a little while. Well, I have. I'm really almost accidentally. So um, these days, I run a social media and blogging consultancy. So I work with lots of small business owners. I lecture um, at Murdoch University, among other things. I run workshops for um, very lots of different clients. Um, and I run um, my podcast and blog in the travel space. Uh, and the travel part is the important part because that's how it all started. So uh, where are we up to now? 16, 17, 17 years ago, I started my blog, Not A Ballerina, because I was uh, writing for magazines. That's how it began. I was writing articles for magazines, uh, print, you know, real physical magazines. And I wanted to... touch and feel. <laughs> yes, remember those. And they still exist, but <laughs> but it was hard. It was a hard slog. And one of my editors suggested to me that, um, well, he had a mate, uh, a pal, I guess he was in America, uh, that uh, wanted to hire a blogger and for their travel website. And I didn't know at the time what a blogger was, but he said some, a very important sentence he said was, uh, they'll pay you every week. And I was like, oh, well, that's way easier than writing for a magazine. So <laughs> I started blogging for someone else first. And then I thought, oh, I should have my own blog, which is that how I began my, um, my own travel blog. And over the time, I blogged for lots of other people. And as the social media platforms came on, those um, organizations would would add those tasks to my job and other freelance writers jobs so okay you've written that but now you also need to post it on social media on Facebook or Twitter or whatever so I kind of got to explore all of the social media platforms as they arrived uh, and so um, cool. yeah and so well, I guess for so much easier. Don't know, <laughs> um, blogging was actually the original influencers if people are not aware so bloggers were the original influencers this is how they wrote their content and they got paid and sponsored with content and so you're actually an early influencer and you kind of did an amazing transition from blogging to social media particularly Instagram and then to having a really successful podcast which I think is very cool um <laughs> thank you and did, is that something I guess for a lot of us running a business we don't often see the next step we just take it and hope for the best mm-hmm that's exactly how I did everything um, because, you know, especially in the early days, it wasn't very clear what was about to come up. I followed podcasting for quite a few years because I happened to 
Um, I happen to work with a, a, a very experienced travel podcaster before anyone really listened to podcasts back in the very mm. early days. And so I kind of yeah. had it on my radar for a long time and I loved the idea of it. And um, I always had this idea that someday I would start a podcast. So cool. And I think nowadays we almost take it for granted because podcasting is so entrenched. And um, obviously the most famous podcaster would have to be Joe Rogan, who has certainly at the moment, (laughs) it's very controversial, Um, but he has more viewers than the whole Fox News channel. Um, And so that influence that he is able to garnish on other people is phenomenal. So from a podcasting perspective, tell us a little bit about your podcast as well. I'd love to people to hear about that because it's Mm. very cool. Oh, thank you. So I started the Thoughtful Travel podcast podcast back uh, six years ago. Yes. <laughs> the time seems to be flying. Uh, so, it, you know, it arose out of my blog, but I really wanted to start something that uh, people could listen to because I think that it's a different relationship compared to reading or, um, you know, connecting with people in other ways. And I'd always love to talk. I still love to talk. <laughs> so, so sometimes it's a problem, but, <laughs> but awesome. uh, I was really keen to start the podcast. And um, yeah, it's just gone from strength to strength ever since. And so your podcast, um, in terms of like the thoughtful traveler, is really about because I'm I love travel and pre-COVID, I love getting there, especially with my children and showing them the world. But your podcast really um, challenges us to take a different perspective on how we approach travel, which I love. And do you want to mm. tell us a little bit about that? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so part of it happened by accident because when I started my podcast, I had a small son and I was a single parent, and I thought I'm not actually going to be tra- able to travel enough that I can run a regular destination podcast, which is kind of what what all travel podcasts were at the time. So I thought I'm going to do something a bit different. And I've always thought that travel is so beneficial for us, like for, you know, kind of a personal development perspective, as well as, you know, what we can do for the world. You know, I lived overseas for many years and learned so much from traveling that I thought I want to make sure that everyone knows how good traveling is. It's not just ticking off a bucket list and seeing a site. You know, there's so many things we can learn from, you know, getting to know other people or, you know, so many things I could go on for, you know, literally hours. So well, well, the good news is I'll pop in the show notes a link to your podcast so people can go and tune into that because it is amazing. But obviously having a podcast for six years puts you in a category of people who have been doing this for quite a long time. Yeah, does. Yeah. And (laughs) the consistency part is one of the key things to building up a podcast, I think, yet one of the hardest because people can be very excited about starting a podcast, uh, but it is quite a lot of work to keep showing up. I mean, I show up every week. Uh, I I usually draw on interviews from three different guests for each interview, for each episode, excuse me. Um, And yeah, there's a lot of work, you know, and of course, once you've uh, published it, you need to promote it as well. But it's worth that consistency because the connections that you build are so deep and long lasting compared to lots of other ways of connecting with people. So I have, um, I have a Facebook group that uh, is connected to the podcast where I feel like it's um, a massive bunch of my friends and some of them I have now met some of them Mm. I will meet in the future. I'm sure of it, but um, it's just so connecting. And I know that they think they know me because they listen to me rabbit on, you know, for, you know, half an hour or so every week, which is Uh, a lot. It is, it is a special relationship. And I think the, the nature of that human connection in terms of you're in my ears and I'm listening to your voice, it does. uh, When I listen to your podcast, I feel like, oh, I could be sitting here having a cup of tea and you could be sitting opposite me. And I love that concept of feeling like you're connected to someone. So even though you'd never met me, I knew you. 
Yes, and this I, happens a lot once you're a podcaster and people do <laughs> kind of chat to you about things that you you certainly haven't told them, but um, but they have heard you talk about them on the podcast. So, but I Fantastic. think that um, the important part about a podcast is people are listening in their ordinary lives. Like people will listen to a podcast while they're walking or at the gym or commuting, and so you actually are in their ears in not just in their working life or something but in a really kind of a more intimate part of their life and that I think that really helps um, develop that connection as well. Definitely and um, we, we won't talk too much about the benefits of podcasts because I think we could talk all day but what I would love to talk about because you've had lots of experience with this is um, how do we pitch ourselves to be on a podcast? <laughs> I'm so glad you're asking this question because I have been the recipient of many, 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 sorry, bad pitches for my podcast. So, um, <laughs> so what makes you know, a bad pitch is probably a great place to start. Yeah. So there's lots of things that make a bad pitch. There's the obvious ones where um, the person who's pitching has really no clue about your podcast, where they've mm -hmm. just found a list of you know relevant podcasts and are just um, shooting out all about them and why you know why they're so good and why they should be on your podcast with no regard for what's already been on the podcast before. Or in my case, so I have a quite specific format. And so if people kind of assume that they're just going to be a one, you know, one-off interview, then I already know they've never listened to the podcast. So, mm. um, so you know, the, the advice there is find a podcast that you think you could be a guest on and listen to several episodes, not just one, because, you know, even on mine, occasionally I have something different. It might be just me or it might be one guest, but, you know, yes. listen to at least several so you know the format and mm. can therefore provide a, a sensible pitch. Um, and I think the other important thing is to, uh, and this applies especially in kind of business-related podcasts, really make it clear what you can offer to the um, to the podcaster's listeners. So what is, yes. you know, unique and special and what's your, um, you know, what's your particular, you know, your argument or your expertise or something that's actually, you know, really unique and useful. So um, I think that's an important part. And um, yeah, <laughs> don't be don't be pitching them three or four times in the same week just because they haven't replied to you. Cause I get that yes. too. I get these. Oh, really? Oh my goodness. Yes. I get these slightly aggro follow-up emails saying um, I haven't heard from you yet. Like two days later, like I get, you know, 10 or 20 a day some days and wow. most of them, <laughs> I don't have time to read uh, ever to be fair, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm certainly not um, replying to them all within a day. So so um, it's the best way to pitch just to find out what your email address is and send you an email. And so I guess that the, the task is how do I get you to open my email is probably a good start. Yeah, exactly. So what I've done is I've um, recently implemented a new system where I have pitching guidelines and the pitching guidelines are really specific. And I now reply to random pitches with those guidelines so that people will pitch Brilliant. back appropriately um, and even down to the subject line. And the first person who put the right subject line in and their pitch was okay, like, you know, similar to lots of others, but I thought, oh, yeah. they're interesting enough, but they followed my guidelines and they put the <laughs> right, so they did everything right. And I was, I emailed back immediately. I said, you're the first person who's followed my guidelines. You're on no matter what. So, oh, and they so that's a really a good guess, thing but. because um, a lot of established podcasters do have on their website, yep. um, you know, interview, be a guest on my podcast or ask me to be a guest. And so those, when they have those, we want to follow those to the letter. <laughs> yes. Yes. So look for them, you know, look for, you know, podcast name guidelines or, you know, being a guest, you know, search for that kind of stuff. And um, if you can do that, then that's already a good start. Or 
Um, you know, even just drop them a quick message, like perhaps on a social platform to say, do you have any guidelines for pitching as a guest or something like that? You know, start the connection that way. I must say the other thing that I, you know, when I do, because I have obviously like a lot of potential guests to choose from and, you know, the travel space is full of interesting stories. You know, I could probably yes. produce a, a podcast episode every day if I had the the time. Um, awesome. There's enough stories out there. But um, I think the people who've made the effort to, build a connection with me first you know whether yeah. they're in my um, Facebook group or they follow me on Instagram and they reply to something and build up a bit of a connection and then I mean often over that time they I find you know I've seen something they do and I ask oh would you like to be a guest because I'd love you to tell that story Ooh. or something like that or so they then come to me and I know who they are and I think oh yeah oh then they're nice of course I'd love to have them on so build really, a connection that's first. a great tip because um most of us have really good social media presences and most of us are very active on our socials and um, have our own communities. So they are some brilliant, brilliant tips. So just to wrap up, um, reach out to people through social media, join their community and be active on their content so that in an authentic way, obviously, I think that's Absolutely. Given, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We can see through it if it's not. But yeah. yeah. And I think another, um, another good tip is really to talk about um, trying to make a square peg fit in a round hole because my goal is I want to crack the American market so I'm going to pitch to 50 American podcasters okay and that's the kind of strategy that people go out with in their mind don't they mm -hmm. yeah so um, bad strategy obviously but let's talk a little bit about um, how we make ourselves actually a round peg in a round hole so not trying to pitch to people who don't match us yeah, well, that's the thing. You need to know your know your work and yourself well, and you need to know where you're pitching too well. And mm. when the values align, then it's easy. So I can think of some of the people who've pitched to me, and it's dead easy to know that they're exactly right. In fact, with the podcasts that have started in the last couple of years that I think are really well aligned to me, I've mm. gone out and they've just been startup podcasts, but I've gone out to them and said, I love the work you're doing. Let's do something. Let's collaborate. And so, you know, I've yes. ended up, we've done, you know, episodes that we put out on both of our channels and stuff like that. So um, yes, yeah, if you can match up your round hole with the right round hole, then, yes. you know, also, you know, in that authentic way, then yes. everything is possible because, you know, most people, they want to share more good information about whatever their specialization is. You know, mm. I'm not, I'm not actually like against sharing travel stories. It's just, I don't have, I need to be, I need a filter. And so if I get 10 pictures in one day and most of them are, I've self-published this book about this one trip I did. And so I would be a great guest for you. And I can talk mm. about all of these things for an hour. Oh, mm. That's a terrible pitch because it doesn't fit my round hole. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, such good tips. And one of the other interesting things is to think about um, what else you would like to talk about. Um, because I think, we get very focused like, oh, in my business, I'm going to be launching next month my Facebook ads course. So I want to talk to everyone about Facebook ads, right? Because that's my like absolute solid focus. And what we're doing is really selling ourselves short because people, and I think this is the heart of good marketing is that people want to connect with us as human beings. And so you need to be open to the opportunities that present themselves. So um, for me, I know that in my business, I've been interviewed on podcasts that have nothing to do specifically with my business, but uh, because I have endometriosis and I've suffered a lot in my life with it and run a business around it and all those things, I really like talking about running an illness, running a business with a, a like a chronic illness. And so I've been yeah. interviewed on multiple podcasts about that. 
And there's no space when you do that to pitch, oh, by the way, I do this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, but that's okay. That, yeah. And I know that lots of people have connected with me and said, I really loved hearing your story. I found it really inspiring. And I think you're really cool. And those people will probably buy from me at some point. And I mm-hmm. think we need to actually put our thought into um, what do I want to share that allows people to connect with me? So what's your yep. thoughts on that? Oh, a hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. So a, a quick case, a good example of that is, you know, I, t- I, I run a travel podcast and I talk about that nearly all the time. Um, but part of my um, social media um, business is I run a social media summer school. So that was obviously last month in summer. And I had several people sign up who heard about it because they listen to my travel podcast and they follow me on social media. And occasionally I mention it on all of my social media and they already you know, they had a proper, really, you know, a quite high no like, and trust factor. And so it was a very small jump for them to move me in their brains from travel podcaster to, uh, she can also teach me about social media. So, you know, to Brilliant. me, that's a, it's, it seems like a big leap because it's two di- quite different things, but because they felt like they knew me so well, then that was like a no brainer to them. So, I mean, that's I, a, I, kind of an extreme example, but um, <laughs> I don't think that's a big leap. I do love your social media summer school. I think it is the coolest name. I do hope you have it trademarked because I think it's brilliant. Um, But also I feel like um, once people get to know you and follow you on socials and they kind of go, oh, wow, this woman's been around for a long time and she has so much experience and so much knowledge that I think a lot of people would probably buy anything from you. (laughs) Oh, that's such a lovely thing to say. Thank you. Maybe I'll start selling anything. (laughs) (laughs) So on that vein, can we talk a little bit about the fact that you teach people to podcast as well? Yes, yes. So I (laughs) was very lucky when I started my podcast that a friend of mine, um, Brooke McCallery, who runs the Slow Home podcast, still does Mm -hmm. to this day, um, she was starting a network at the time and she was uh, starting with, I don't know, four or five podcasts. And so I was like, oh, do you want to do a travel one? And she's like, yes. And so she did all the hard stuff for me at the beginning. And Mm -hmm. over the time, I've realized that that is that had been a barrier for me. I've had the idea of starting a podcast for ages, but that just that initial barrier, there is quite a lot of um, tech knowledge that you need to figure out at the beginning and quite a lot of decisions to make, you know, which host and which this, and um, is a lot of, it's quite a difficult thing to begin at the beginning. And so that's why I started my um, podcast incubator groups so that uh, we could kind of, yeah, pigs. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to have pigs. My son loves pigs. (laughs) <laughs> and as soon as I realized that that acronym would fit, I was like, oh my goodness, my son can oh. do all my marketing for this because he's obsessed with pigs. Um, Brilliant. And, um, yeah. And so I think that helping hand to get people through that initial part is um, is really important. After that, a, a podcast becomes easy. It becomes still a fair bit of work. But once you know all of that initial stuff, mm. it's it's relatively easy. But it's I felt it's quite a barrier. So that's what I've been uh, been doing. So you get people to come and join your on. It's a course online, and we get through that initial phase of learning all the tech, um, understanding all of the tech, and what, like you say, there are lots of decisions to be made, and then I can kind of, you know, get my little training wheels and I'm off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fantastic. And I'm imagining that you've had some gorgeous success stories through that too. People finding like I did it. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So. yeah, very, very exciting once they actually launch. So, um, yeah, very, um, all, all people who say, I've been meaning to do it for ages, but, mm-hmm. you know, just that helping hand really helps. So it's not Definitely. hard, it's just a lot at once. And if someone else can tell you a lot of it, instead of having to find out yourself, then it just makes it a lot easier. 
Oh, definitely. And um, I will definitely, for everyone listening, um, pop in the show notes the link to um, Pig as well. <laughs> I just want to say it because it's fun. Um, <laughs> not very going up. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm the one who started it. So don't you worry. <laughs> I think it's important to still be able to have fun even when we're working. So definitely. And also I love, I, I love the whole notion of having fun when we're doing stuff that feels quite hard. So doing yeah. tech stuff feels hard. And um, I'm really blessed in my business that my husband is the tech. And so yeah. all of that stuff he does, and I just kind of be the face, which is super so fun. Lucky. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just to kind of wrap up, because it's been really lovely to talk to you about your wealth of experience in podcasting and in social media. Um, in terms of pitching, um, if there's one piece of advice you could give to someone as a sort of wrap up what do you think you would like to say to people like I'm going to pitch I want to get myself out there what what's the one thing I could be doing better or doing well uh, so I, I know I mentioned it before but I can't overstate it understand the podcast you're pitching to make it clear in your pitch that you are really familiar with the format and how your story or whatever it is that you want to share will fit into that that's by far the most important part Oh, fantastic. Look, Amanda, thank you so much for giving up your valuable time today to hang out with me and all my listeners and sharing your wealth of knowledge. I'm certain that they've all enjoyed it. As I mentioned, I will connect in the show notes all the links so you can come and follow Amanda, tune into her podcast, join her little incubator, which is super fun, and hopefully your group as well. So thank you, Amanda, for your time today. It's been delightful. Oh, no worries, Sarah. It's been fabulous. Thanks so much. Pleasure. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.